Incoming! Take cover! Dwight Logan risked a last look around at their defenses. They'd already lost the lieutenant, as well as two biowarfare scientists dead and four soldiers wounded. Some of the unit had scattered when the attack began. The shells landed a few hundred meters away, but the Iraqis wanted more. They corrected their aim, and artillery fire began to creep in on their position. Smoke drifted around them, a thick, choking fog, but it did little to hide them from the enemy. The Iraqis knew they were there. They also knew they could take their time, deploy their artillery at a distance, and pound Logan's unit into bloody gristle with eighty shells. He coughed and hawked into the sand. The air was acrid with the stench of exploded ordnance and the smells common to all battlefields. Blood, feces, urine, hot oil, and burning rubber. And fear. He ducked lower as a shell landed close to their position, scattering sand and hot metal fragments over their heads. That was close. Too close. Riley's hit, Sarge! He kept his voice calm. If they panicked and ran, they'd be lost. How bad? Taylor Reese gulped in air as he struggled to contain his terror. His eyes were wide and the pupils large. Logan nodded. This was the PFC Reese's first experience of the hell of heavy artillery fire, and so far he'd stayed at his post. He was about to shout a reply when they heard the roar of low-flying aircraft. The men looked up as a flight of American F-16s, graceful, lethal, and deadly, swooped down to attack an unseen target some distance away. The planes fired their missiles and then roared vertically into the sky in a blaze of afterburners. They trailed flares as a swarm of anti-aircraft missiles pursued them. None of the aircraft was hit, and Logan gave a satisfied nod. Crappy shooting by the Iraqis, or perhaps they were crappy Soviet-era missiles. Maybe a bit of both. Although not all enemy missiles miss the target. We've seen a few burnt-out armored personnel carriers destroyed by Iraqi shells and missiles. A warning not to underestimate the ragheads. Not by too much. He squinted down at P.F.C. Riley. The soldier wasn't moving. Reese joined him and knelt down to look closer. He promptly vomited. He's... Oh, Jesus Christ, he's dead. His fucking guts are spread all over the ground. He stared around wildly, looking for an escape. Keep calm, Private Reese. Stay alert. The camel jockeys are all around us. The Republican Guard, Corporal Benitez snarled, his voice tinged with fear. People reckon they're, they're the elite troops. Elite my ass. They come at us, we'll show them how American soldiers fight. It's their artillery doing the damage, not those pansy Republican Guard mothers. Benitez grunted. What are we going to do with the canisters, Sarge? Logan turned to look at the ten steel canisters they'd discovered hidden in a pit next to an abandoned and destroyed police station. After they'd dug them out, a shell struck their communications equipment. 
It also decapitated their radio man, which meant they couldn't pass the vital intelligence that they'd uncovered WMDs to battalion headquarters. Proof at last of Saddam's chemical warfare program. They loaded the canisters on their Humvees and were heading back when the Republican Guard found them. Under fire from a battery of 122mm howitzers, the lieutenant ordered them to unload their lethal cargo and bury it back in the sand. It, it was a good call. Minutes later, a number of salvos arrived and scored direct hits on their vehicles. They also took out more of the platoon. The lieutenant was sitting in one of the Humvees at the time the shells hit, and the explosion tore the vehicle apart along with the lieutenant.